Well, we have a podcast now. Welcome to the DFL for DNF podcast. My name is Josh Rosenthal of Borderlands Trail Running, and our first season is all about how to keep going in those dark moments late in the race. We call it Late Race Survivor. And we're bringing on a lot of great runners who've done it. In our first episode, we have Elsa Jaworski. Second place at the Tahoe 200, sub-22 hours at the Buffalo 100, and no doubt in all those miles she wanted to quit. So when the times got tough and got dark, how did she keep going? Today we ask you. Well, welcome to the first ever Borderlands podcast. I'm, I'm calling it DFL before DNF. It's kind of been the thing that, uh, sort of like the call of, of me and the, and the audience, like we'd, we'd rather, we'd rather finish last than quit. Mm-hmm. And in some ways it's like, I'm trying to make it be like a prophecy for me because that's not been my mentality. Um, this is, these interviews were kind of born out of, uh, this episode three of trail grit. So trail grit is my story going back to the hundred miler that it's, you know, I'm, I'm obsessed with the hundred mile distance. I'm a, mm-hmm. I'm a crazy fan of the elites. Uh, I love watching, I mean, I was in Chamonix this year because I wanted to be there when America got, you know, the men's finally got a Mm -hmm. men's win after, you know, four or five, you know, women winning. And so I just wanted to be there because I love it. Uh, And so then that made me feel like, hey, I'm a competitive person. I'm I'm athletic to some degree. I can do this. And and really, I just have not been able to do it. (laughs) So I've tried it eight times. Um, and I have only finished one of the eight, 12% finish rate. I think I'm the worst <laughs> in the country. I haven't found my equal. Um, but <clears throat> right now I'm on this journey to talk to people um, who, have, who have finished really hard races and to just try and understand how you keep going. So this is not really about my audience at Borderlands. This is truly for me. Like, yeah. <laughs> I want to know how you did it, what you've done. And so Elsa Jaworski, you you started you you started Women of the Wasatch with some other I help, women. I helped start it. Okay, yeah, we'll get yeah. into that. Mm-hmm. So you're part of Women of the Wasatch. Mm-hmm. Um, you ran Tahoe 200. You've run the Buffalo 100, among other races that we could find on Ultra Sign Up, which is where I look today. Yeah. <laughs> um, but I, I'm just super impressed with your presence online. Uh, you know what I've seen at Women of the Wasatch and and, and watched clips of you at Tahoe 200. And coming across, yes, like uh, Ali Kalaski, a mutual friend. Um, so first, welcome. Thank you. Thank you for doing this with yeah, me. Yeah, excited to be here. Um, can you give me a little bit of a background on you just as a, as a person and, and you as a runner, just kind of like where those two things come together? Yeah, yeah. So my family got started running um, pretty much since day one. My mom was diagnosed with type 1 diabetes um, in her late 20s. And at the time, the American Diabetes Association was training for the London Marathon. Um, And so she had no background in running at the time. What year would this have been? Oh, God, like 93, maybe. Okay. Um, Like before my brother was born. Or maybe a little bit later. Um, And anyways, uh, so my parents started running, or my mom started just training with this group. And they went out to London. She ran it. And then my dad... Um, you know, he jumped on board too, to support her. Mm -hmm. Um, and then, so I grew up with my parents, uh, traveling all over, not just the U S but like the globe to be able to do marathons. Really? Yeah. So London, 
Um, I think they've done Berlin. Um, and this was their hobby? Yeah. I like, mean, it was part it was, of the the other, like, cause, but yeah. it was hobby. Well, they weren't pro runners. No, 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 okay. no, no. <laughs> yeah. Like, if anybody looks at my mom's times, I love you, mom, but it was, she's not I'm a pro athlete. probably a lot yeah. like your mom. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, and so they got started on that, and then it kind of transitioned into um, marathons and then triathlons and uh, they do Ironmans. My brother ran collegiately. Um, so oh. running, um, has always been a part of our family. What distance collegiately? Um, he did 5k, 10k. Oh, nice. Yeah. So he was like truly long distance runner. Okay. Um, but I thought partying was a little bit more fun in high school. So I, yeah. uh, stick to that route. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, and so I, I ran while I was in school, but just for fun, um, okay. got into, to marathons when I was in college, uh, selfishly because I knew my parents would, uh, fund it. Yeah. Fund the, uh, <laughs> the adventure elsewhere. Yeah. That's uh, cool. So yeah. what marathons have you run? Um, I've only done, I've done three road marathons now. Okay. Um, so my first one was in Ventura, California. Oh, nice. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, and then New Orleans and then I just did Big Sur recently. Ooh, that's cool. Yeah. Big Sur with your parents? Yeah. Yeah. Nice. That's so great. they were doing it for uh, JDRF, which is a diabetes group. Okay. Um, so another one funded by the parents. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So you're running, you're running road marathons, or you're you're enjoying running. You're in college. Mm-hmm. Where'd you go to college? University of Georgia. Georgia. Go dogs. The dogs. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yes. <laughs> you never have to wonder. Yeah. Uh, go dogs. You know. Okay. So <laughs> you're there. You're running. Uh, you're into it. D- when did you leave the road for a trail? Yeah. So in school. Um, or when I was in college, it was always always road just because there wasn't really any other option. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm sure there's more trails in you know Athens or northern Georgia than I think that there are at this point. Yeah. Um, and then I was in Jacksonville for work out of school. And Meredith Johnson, who founded Woman of the Wasatch, um, I followed her on Strava at the time. Mm-hmm. And she was out in Salt Lake. And I really just wanted to get out of my job, get out of Florida, mm-hmm. and ended up getting a job in Salt Lake of all places. Okay. Um, and so I, I reached out to her and I was like, hey, I got this job. How yeah. do you like Salt Lake? Huh. You know, what should I know? What year was that? Um, this was 2020. So oh. summer of 2020. Recent. Mm-hmm. Okay. And she called me. She was like, you have to move here. It's amazing. So that's all it took. Nice. <laughs> you know? yeah, yeah, yeah. Easily influenced. Yeah, that's great. Okay, so you end up moving out here. Mm-hmm. And then is it like, let's start women of the Wasset, or let's, let's turn it, you know, turn the volume up on women of the Wasset. Let's do more with this. Or like, yeah. what, what happened when you first came so out? So the, the day that I moved here, she took me for a trail run at Brighton and okay. I have like not been trail running before yeah. and I'm still in like road mentality. I'm like, you can drop me. It's okay. She's like, yeah. no, we walk and we eat. I'm like, yeah, this yeah, is yeah. awesome. <laughs> yeah. it's like Where partying. has this been? Yeah. It's like your, your, your partying lifestyle meets running. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Shots of fireball. I'm like, this yeah. sport is amazing. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so pretty much from, I'd like to say from that moment on, it was like no looking back. It's like, mm. why would I care about pace? Nobody, I, when people ask you like, what was your time? It's yeah. just because they're astounded that you were moving for 12 plus hours. Yeah. Nobody's yeah. like converting it to miles in their, in yeah. their head. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I'd say that was September, August slash September of 2020. Okay. Um, and then we, we, uh, she found it and I helped her, uh, get one of the Wasatch off the ground, okay. which was October. Um, Halloween is our birthday. So October oh, of 2020. Yeah. So a okay. couple of months later, she, uh, yeah, she had the idea. She's like, I think we should start a women's trail running group. Hmm. I was like, Meredith, you're the only person I know in Salt Lake. <laughs> <laughs> you are my network. You're the only person I can it. recruit. Yeah. yeah. Um, so, yeah, we just wanted to create a space for women to feel safe and like they belong. And uh, it's been, 
you know, three plus years now. So, so from, from my perception of just watching Women of the Wasatch, it seems like massive group runs and parties. Yeah. yeah. You know, how, how would you describe what it is? Yeah. So, um, it's a, it's a safe space for women to, to belong on the trail or women identifying people. Um, so we've got Salt, a Salt Lake chapter, Mm -hmm. Ogden, Draper, and now Park City. Yeah. I saw Casey Brady actually. Yeah. We we both know Casey. Okay. Casey's done some stuff with our trail teams and she ran our 50 K last year. Okay. Cool. Uh, And I saw she's been pushing the the Park City. Park City's just like started not that long ago and it's just like exploded. Um, I think a lot of people, especially post COVID or like even in the midst of COVID just wanted, you know, a sense of belonging and and purpose. And so, you know, the group has definitely provided that. So we do weekly runs, Mm -hmm. um, but we also do like adventure runs. So we'll go do like Grand Canyon Rim Trim Trim. Um, sometimes just like go hang out at a brewery, Mm. um, a lot of product demos. So initially we had, um, a lot of like shoe brands or mm-hmm. athletic saw apparel. Solomon pop its head up a few times. Yeah, we've done that. We've done Hoka. Hoka. Yeah, so yeah, we've we've done you know anybody that really wants to work with us. Yeah. Um, we try to do as many like local groups too. Like if there's any like food companies or you know yeah. whatever um, in the area. Wasatch that want Brewing. To. I think I've seen you have a relationship yeah, there. Yep, yeah. Yep. Yep. So we did a lot of brewery. We've done a lot of brewery runs from cool. um, their tap room. Yeah. Um, so yeah, just nice. anything that we can be ingrained in the local community um and you know highlight some local businesses um just want to you know exemplify what they're doing and also provide a a space for people just to get together and have a community and what's i mean you so you're opening these other chapters do you see women of the wasatch going beyond the wasatch i don't think so um i mean uh, selfishly i'm like it should be everywhere yeah (laughs) um but no i think it's gonna it's gonna stay here it's enough of a a project and undertaking as it is um and we've got a lot of hands and, and people helping out now, which is uh, much needed and awesome. really appreciated. But um, yeah, I think for right now, just local to the Salt Lake area. That's cool. Okay, so you're here 2020 mm-hmm. and you get one of the Wasatch up and going. Have you discovered yet that you are an ultra marathoner at this point? Um, I I think I signed up not too long after I moved here. Really? Um, yeah, because Meredith is big into through hiking and she had done a couple of... Um, I think 50 mile races at that point okay. and a handful of the other girls, um, had, you know, that, that were in, wow, we're doing, mm-hmm. you know, 50 K's or whatever the distance. Yeah. And I was, I was running with them on Tuesday nights. was like, okay, well, if they can do that, like I can do that, mm-hmm. you know, like we yeah. all hang out all the time. Yeah. Um, so I signed up for, yeah, my first what, 50. What was your first? My first 50 was, uh, outside of Greenville, South Carolina. Whoa. Nice. Um, yeah. And I still think it's the hardest race I've ever done. <laughs> was it like, uh, like Appalachian trail style? Like just like Rudy and it technical? was, it wasn't super technical. There were a lot of routes. Um, yeah. it was a five mile loop that oh. I had to do 10 times Okay, and it started downpouring 15 minutes before the race oh, and it yeah. didn't stop until yeah. the last five minutes. Was it cold and downpouring? Yes, okay, yeah, of yeah. course. <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah, so it was just like muddy and tracked out, and I'm like face planning, especially the last couple laps, and you know my hands don't work anymore, and I just like fucking hate life. <laughs> the yeah. Last, you know, twenty twenty miles, which yes. is over, you know, like almost half the distance. So you said life. it was ten five mile loops. Yeah. Yeah, that is awful. Yeah, terrible. I did a so there there used to be a race here called the North Face Endurance Challenge. It was okay. up in Park City. It was yeah, like yeah, the yeah, mid mountain route. Oh, it was amazing. Uh huh. It was my first trail marathon. Cool. But the, 
one year I signed up for the 50 miler and I was, you know, feeling compelled and motivated and it snowed so much that while we're on the trail, uh-huh. they reroute us and say, rather than the 50 mile loop, you're going to now do oh, four no. half marathon loops in the snow. And so I did two and I thought, ah. too young. I mean, I don't, yeah. I've, there's plenty of years ahead of me. I'm not going to waste my life on yeah. finishing this. And then that was the last year or something. Yeah, it was. It was. Oh, no. Because they, uh, they had two major, I, I ran it every year and they had two major years where it was snowed out in a okay. row. And I think, they started to fold it. I don't know if that's why, but they started to fold it. And mm-hmm. then they even got rid of like the big one in San Francisco. And Dang. I love that race. Someone needs to bring a race back. I, to I heard somebody talking about it once and they were like, it was one of the best races. Yeah. It was. And uh, a guy named Pete uh, who puts on, helps put on um, Speed Goat up at okay. Snowbird. He was one of the like support, like, Higher ups supporting making that race happen. Hmm. It's a great race. There was Twisted Fork was up there for a little yeah, bit too, that's and that one, one didn't work. Yeah. I don't know why races aren't working out up there, but yeah, it's destined. Permits or something. Will women of the Wasatch ever put on races? We'll see. You we'll put, see. You should take over the Mid Mountain Course. Yeah. If it's amazing. easy, yeah. send it our way. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. um, okay, so you sign up for your first distance further than a marathon mm-hmm. at what point did you how much further was it in the future that you signed up was your first hundred miler buffalo yeah so okay. a, about a year later so i moved here in yeah like august september of 2020 mm-hmm. my first my first ever trail race was buffalo 25k okay Antelope 25K. oh nice okay yeah and then like shortly after that um the i think i did 25k 50k out there and then um this race in South Carolina like a month later so all this like spring of 21 yeah and then spring of 22 so Antelope 100 was my first 100 okay about a year and a half after and I saw your time somewhere around 22 21 to 22 yeah I think right around 22 ish I mean that's that's a wonderful time and did you go into it with an expectation of like hey I'm gonna put you just kind of went out like here we go no idea yeah yeah I feel like for so much of this stuff, there's so many unknowns, especially yeah. when it's, you know, the distance is far and you've never yeah. pushed yourself that hard, um, like mentally, emotionally, physically. Was that your first time to go from a sunset to a sunrise? Well, you did maybe even see the sunrise, did you? I did see the sunrise. You did, okay. Um, I, uh, yeah, no, I, I did Rufa that year. Mm. Um, okay. And I was signed up for the 24, uh, doing it with a friend of mine, and we, we, only wanted to do six laps of the 24 like that was the minimum that we were gonna do and we mm-hmm. finished six and we both like looked at each other we're like all right yeah let's go home yeah yeah <laughs> so um that was my first time I think running through but I feel like that doesn't it counts but it's you start at night you yeah, know yeah, so it's yeah. a little easier to get yeah. the sunrise yeah to see what that feels like yeah all right so you have a great result mm-hmm. by all measures at Buffalo and then you uh I mean most people I think at that point Maybe do a couple of other hundreds. Every, <laughs> there's a lot of hundred milers who are like who are eyeing that you know 200 mile distance, mm-hmm. the destination races, or you know now Cocodona. They're looking at those, but they do 100, and then maybe they do a few more before they go there. Yeah. From what I could tell, <laughs> you went from Buffalo to Tahoe. Yeah. So you went from a hundred miler straight to a 200 miler. Yeah, I did. Why? Yeah. <laughs> Looking back on it, it sounds ridiculous, especially because Buffalo is like, I think, eight or 7,000 feet of vert. You yeah, know, like yeah. it's really low. Yeah, six. Like yeah. Six. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> hey, I'm giving myself a little bump here. Mm-hmm. Um, I was supposed to do, well, actually, that's not really true. I, I, I'd signed up for, or I had done Antelope. And when I finished Antelope, I was really hoping going into it 
that I was going to be like one and done and be like, oh, I'm glad I did that. And yeah. I finished it and I was like, fuck, I love that. I know. You know, yeah. I was like, oh, shit, I'm going to spend all my time doing this thing. Yeah. <laughs> um, so I I was signed up for Rufa and I actually wanted to like go for the 24 hour. Yeah. Um, and then I did that and I was just like hungry. You How'd know, you at do that in terms uh, at that Rufa? Do you remember? Um, yeah, I did 11 laps. Oh, gosh. Yeah. That's incredible. Yeah. Super fun. I, I had great conditions though. Last year, I mean, the snow was incredible. So yeah, like, yeah. it helped just to be able to like fly hmm. down. The oh, descent. interesting. Okay. Um, okay, that was the last roof. Uh, yeah. Okay. Yeah, February of last year of our crazy snow year. Got it. Um, and at that point, I, I had been wanting. I don't know why. I think I had a friend of mine who had done Cocodona, and mm-hmm. it just, it all just like seemed awesome. So yeah. I was like, you know what? I'm gonna try. Originally, I was looking at Bigfoot. Um, but mm-hmm. I had a friend crew and they're like, it's really hard. It's kind of remote. I've heard, yeah. Yeah. So I was like, okay, maybe not. So I signed up and I got on the wait list for Tahoe. Um, and I was like 39th, I think on the wait list. Yeah. And I had, um, put on the Facebook group, like, you know, what are my chances of getting off? Cause like bear and I feel like Wasatch too, if you're, I don't even know, like 200 or something on the wait list, you get off for the yeah. most part. <laughs> um, but somebody w- had said, you know, I've been 13th on the wait list multiple years in a row and I haven't gotten off. Yeah. So I wasn't feeling, um, super positive about getting off the wait list. So I actually signed up for scout 100 up in Pocatello. Um, so I, you know, had planned on doing that. was still on the wait list and then I got off the wait list, you know, maybe a month before scout. Oh yeah. So I was like, do I do both? Do I not do Tahoe? And I think it took me all of five seconds to accept, you know, <laughs> my pondering. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's not really pondering. Yeah. It's more like posturing. It's more like I'm yeah. pretending like this is, uh, I know what I'm going to do. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and so I actually was supposed to do another 100 before, and I, okay. I dropped out. I DNF'd Scout. Okay. Um, and, yeah, I don't know. I, I just, I think I, I like being outside for as long as possible. And so the 200 yeah. just seemed kind of like a party. And, uh, you know, it was another one where I was like, okay, I think if I do this, then I'll, you know, check it off the list and it'll be done. Yeah, we'll be all and, uh, and now I'm signed up for Coco Donna, so. No, you are. <laughs> yeah. Nice. Yeah. Uh, that's May, second, first weekend of May. May, yeah, yeah, May 6th. Oh, gosh. Yeah. That's definitely... I think I, I would rather do Cocodona than one of the destinations, even though Moab is like where my heart is. Yeah. Cocodona. I'm a, I'm a mega fan of Michael Versteeg. Okay. And I know he got the, he won the first one. And I just watched that. Happen. Yeah. I, wa- I mean, I, it was that COVID year, I think. Uh-huh, uh-huh. And I just, I watched like all 90 hours of the coverage. Like I was, <laughs> I was like one of seven people that watched yeah. continuously. One of two subscribers. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> to that, to that whole thing. And, um, yeah, so that one's incredible, but Okay. So now, now's where I get selfish. Like I, yep. I, I want to understand. Let's let's first start with Buffalo. Mm-hmm. This is your first time. Let's let's say you've made the first loop, so fifty miles. So yeah. So for context, for those who are listening, Buffalo is two fifty mile loops. Yeah. And uh, th- the first twenty miles is really interesting, and then the next thirty is really flat and long, even on the mountain yeah. side. Yeah. And you, yeah. uh, it's very runnable, and during the day it's very enjoyable by and large and you get to the ranch and then you come back you go around like the north end and then you come back and then you got to do it all over again yeah. so even before we get to like how crazy the 200 was do you remember that like being at mile 50 at buffalo knowing that you're about to do all of what you just did again yeah i um i trained really high mileage i 
I like to set high high mileage all the time. Mm-hmm. Um, but specifically for that, just because I wasn't really sure how, how yeah how it would feel. So I did a lot of like. 30, 20, 30, 20, 30, oh, 20s. like Saturday, 30, Sunday, 20 kind yeah, of thing? Yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, so I felt, like, as prepared, I think, as one could feel to, like, know that my body could handle the mileage going into it. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of, like, 70 to 80 mile weeks, I think, for the most part. Um, nice. And honestly, the hardest part, I think, of Antelope was that, like, flat ranch out and back section because it was like mid later part of the day just hot flat like there's no uphill yeah. or downhill to like reprieve your legs yeah um and i was like struggling pretty hard at that point but you know still moving yeah when i came back at 50 um to head back out i had an entire crew of like 15 people my friends oh, had nice. come through yeah and there's like boxes of pizza and you know uh, i was like okay I've got I've got a squad here to like help help that, me change. That does remind me part part of your like vibe or ethos is party. Yeah. Like yeah. Uh, you know like the dancing videos or mm-hmm. whatever. So I get I mean talk to me about that. Is there anything practical about that or is that just like an expression for you? Is there is there part of you that knows like hey I'm going to be down. Can you guys make sure that you're there to do XYZ? Yeah, yeah. So I think for me the intention of doing all of these like music videos is the the <laughs> The concept of doing even a 50K, right, is ludicrous. This is a stupid idea to be running this far. So if I'm going to be paying to suffer, I might as well have a fucking good time, right? And so a good way to keep that at the forefront of the mind is, okay, what ridiculous music video can I make to, Mm -hmm. you know, you come through the aid station, the volunteers are stoked to be singing and dancing to something, um, you know, and so is your crew. It gives a chance for your crew to kind of interact with each other and be talking mm. about it. Yeah. Um, cause sometimes they know each other, sometimes they don't. Right. So, and then for me too, it's like, okay, you know, it's something for me to zone out during the race. It's like, okay, well I haven't filmed this one section. Mm. So like, let me think about what, what could I do for that? You know, yeah. a good way to kind of like distract <laughs> myself a little bit. From Interesting. The pain. Okay. So you come, you come into mile 50, like, mm-hmm. so is there a piece of the way that you think about these high mileage races of like, are you intentional with what that 50 mile really is going to look like? Are you thinking, do you like that maybe some of your crew members aren't going to know each other? Is there like a social component to that to you? That's like, Hey, this is going to be kind of fun. Like we're going to be all yeah. introduce this person to this person. And yeah, I think especially in the longer stuff, you see people like all of a sudden your crew has like inside jokes with each other, mm. you know, and you get to see it progress as you come through. Yeah. And for me, like I love community. I love bringing people together. So as I can see that happening as I'm running is like a, a privilege yeah. um, to be able to see something like that. Um, so I don't know that I really have, um, like an intention necessarily, but you know, when I'm doing these races almost, or every big race that I've done, I've raised money for charity, a charity that, you know, speaks to me Mm -hmm. and, um, have kind of used this like wow distance as, um, a platform to be able to, you know, it catches people's eye if you're saying you're running a hundred miles or 200 miles. Um, it's like, Oh, by the way, Alzheimer's association is a great organization and check them out, Hmm. donate some money. Um, so for me, like there are definitely times during, you know, you know, 50 miles in or a hundred miles in or whatever the distance is. Mm -hmm. But I think for me, ultimately what it comes back down to is the reason why I sign up for these races is to, you know, bring light to something that's much bigger than me. Yeah. And so when I remind myself of that or remind myself that I'm supposed to be dancing and having fun or whatever it is, it's yeah. so much easier to be like, okay, this pain is temporary. This whatever is fleeting. 
Mm-hmm. So let's just like put our head down and remind ourselves that we're here for, hmm. you know, a greater purpose and just keep it trucking. Hmm. So, okay. Put that in context of Buffalo. Mm-hmm. You leave mile 50, like you've got this energy. Yeah. How long does that energy stay with you? Um, Buffalo was nice because there's a lot of crew access aid stations. Mm-hmm. Um, so I was able to see them pretty often and I had, Pacers. I had four pacers for the last fifty, so I was getting a new person, so like oh, some nice. new blood, pretty, yeah. pretty frequently. Which you know, different conversations, all that kind of stuff makes it go by a lot faster. Yeah. Um. I I think that the highlight of the race, I I'd say honestly, like it lasted a long time. Hmm. Um. I it was a, an aid station, probably like maybe ten miles most from fifty. Um. Okay. I was making music video to Man I Feel Like Woman. Okay. And, um, I came through the aid station and I was like, they were, I heard the, the volunteers talking, um, you know, should we play show tunes? I was like, do you guys like Shania Twain? <laughs> and, um, I was like, I'm making a music video of this song. And they're like, oh heck yeah. And so they turn it on and I'm dancing uh-huh. with the, one of the aid station volunteers and, you know, it's going on for like a minute and I'm like, fuck, I gotta get out of here. Like, I'm, yeah. gonna, I'm gonna stay here too long. So my pacer and I are like, okay, well, we'll just take off. So we, we start yeah. running and I hear, um, cause I mean, everything echoes out at Antelope, you know, it's just yeah. open and I hear yeah. the like, whoa, uh, oh, <laughs> from the aid station, like oh, really? a couple minutes after oh, leaving, nice. like they're still listening, they're still, they're going. still going. Yeah. And so I think, you know, that energy is infectious when you just have your pacer, but also like for me knowing that my crew is having fun. Yeah. It's like, okay, this is a hard thing to do for a runner, but it's also really hard for the crew. Yeah. So I think just like knowing that they're having a good time and I really try and it Hmm. might come off like really corny and really like over the top when I'm doing all these music videos and I'm just being myself, but like it's really intentional so that I, I know that they're having fun because then Mm -hmm. that keeps me going. Hmm. Right. Okay. So now if we double the mileage, but kind of get into that same spot. So if, if, you know, we're talking there, like, I don't know, between 50 and 80 at, um, Buffalo, mm-hmm. what was the equivalent in a 200 mile race for you? Like, where was that mileage where there was something like that, that was like enlivening or something that you needed that gave you energy that you weren't expecting? Yeah. Coke or Coca Uh, Tahoe was... Tahoe, honestly, I, I, I feel so spoiled because both the 100 and 200 like went well and there were definitely low points. Um, but I just was so focused on having fun that it helped like Hmm. carry me through so much. Um, I'd say antelope, like, you know, 50, I I don't feel like I really needed like that push. It was probably more like 80 or so where you're just tired. It's the middle of the night, right? Like you just like should be sleeping. Um, Okay, so from that positivity, from that position of positivity, though, did you ever have a moment of like, eh, I'm gonna call it at this next aid station? Not, not in the hundred. Uh-huh. Um, there was no point where I like ever thought I was gonna drop. Um, and I think like going into it, n- there have been races where I'm like, dropping's not an option. Like mm-hmm. uh, going to the start line, like that's not a possibility. Yeah. We're crossing the finish line, whether it takes us until the cutoff or if we miss the cutoff. Yeah. And I'm like, I don't give a shit what you guys say. I'm, yeah. I'm trucking. Yeah, yeah. I don't yeah. need that medal or whatever it is. Um, and so I think having that mindset of like, I'm just finishing no matter the cost, yeah. at least for the first one, right? Like, okay, yeah. let's get this thing under our belt and then we'll see how we feel from there. Yeah. Um, for Tahoe, I'd say it was definitely like a little bit rattled cause I dropped, um, out of scout. 
And I, oh. yeah, like a month before. Yeah. I made so it like 40 miles. you had that kind miles. of in the back yeah. of your mind. Yeah, yeah, which helped kind of fuel fuel me to a certain degree, but also mm. I was like, uh, I for some reason, and I know like hundreds are hard no matter the distance, no matter the race, Yeah. but I, I went into a scout thinking that 100 miles should feel effortless. Oh. That's how I went into the race. Yeah. So when it didn't feel quite effortless um, yes. and I took a spill and a, a couple other things, mm. I, I had my heart just wasn't in it. I fell and immediately yeah. I was like, I'm done. What I don't mile did you DNF here. at? At like 40. Okay. Yeah. And I'm st- it still was the right decision. I still yeah. stand by it. Yeah. Um, but so anyways, going into Tahoe, I was a little bit more rattled because I was like, God, I like dropped out of 40. Like, how are we going to make it through 200 plus? Like, I knew it was over 200 going yeah. into it. Um, yeah. And when I got to right around 100, um, it was really hot. I hadn't slept. I was like 30, 30 hours in or so. Yeah. And I just like felt beat up mm. at that point. Mm-hmm. And I, I got down to the aid station. My whole crew was there. Um, and one of the volunteers was like, you know what? Just take a nap. Sleep a little bit. See if you feel any better. I wasn't like, I'm going to drop. It was more like, I don't know that I can keep going. Mm. You know, like, like I can't. Physically, emotionally. A little bit of both. Like I knew that I could leave the aid station, but I, mm-hmm. I wasn't sure for how much longer. How fast were you moving at that point? Like when I you had, walked out of that aid station. Was it like 30 minute miles? Was it um, coming into that? I, Oh God, I have no idea. Maybe like it was a down, a descent down to that aid station. Okay. And then a really big climb after yeah. the aid station, of course. Yeah. Um, and so I don't know, probably like 20 minute miles maybe on okay. my way in, um, maybe slower. Okay. And I, I, I took a nap and I woke up and I felt even worse. I was oh. like, oh, shit. How long did you nap? Maybe 20, 30, okay. min- 30 minutes, maybe. Yeah. And so I woke up and I was like, oh God. And you know, I'm, I'm struggling, my body's like struggling to like regulate and I put my pack on and I'm all of a sudden, I don't really like get nauseous or have a whole lot of food issues, mm-hmm. but I stood up and immediately was like nauseous and I'm oh. trying to move, trying to walk and leave the aid station and I'm like bent over my poles mm. and I was like, I, I don't feel good. Yeah. And the, the medic at the aid station was like, take another nap you're so far ahead of the pack like just remind me what mile this was at like 98 or something yeah okay 30 miles in at mile 98 is that was that or 30 did you say 30 hours at this point 30 30 yeah like 30 okay yeah okay so you said you you take the second nap i take the second nap and i wake up and i'm like let's fucking go really that was all it took (laughs) that was all it took okay um just getting a little bit of extra sleep and, and I'd heard, you know, volunteers or people say that they're like, eat something, take a nap, see what happens. Yeah. Um, and so from that moment it was like, okay, we got this. Nice. Um, but that was definitely like one of the, the hard points. And especially cause like, you know, I woke up, I took this nap and I was like, I feel like garbage mm. and I have over a hundred miles left to go. Yes. The furthest distance I've ever done. I have double, more than that. Double that. Yeah. I have to do it again. Yeah. With way more vert. Yeah. Okay. So that, I mean, go back into that that moment like how do you or do you process that or make sense of that in the moment or do you you know block it out yeah <laughs> there's a couple of things one uh they're really fucking expensive oh, <laughs> so, good point. Like, how much are they like 1300 yeah. bucks or something yeah, yeah yeah so financially i I'm was like finish. yeah i was like <laughs> oh this was like a lot of money yeah. so i mean that's a small piece of it right the second yeah. the second piece and i think this is the biggest one 
I had so many people come to the yeah. race. Um, and Tahoe is not necessarily like super easy to get to. It's definitely right. more accessible than some other races. Sure. Um, but I had people flying, flying from other races the same weekend. Oh, wow. Um, you know, my parents came, they live in Florida. Oh, yes. Um, and yeah. you know, I had other people driving in because they thought that I could do it. Mm-hmm. I was like, these people believe in me. Mm-hmm. So I should believe in me too. Yeah. That's a good perspective. I've had people fly in and like, <laughs> I, it's like, I can't. Like, I don't think I can. Yeah. But to think of that they're there because they believe in me is really interesting perspective. Yeah. As opposed to they support me. Those are two very different yeah. things. Yeah. Support me, yes. Yeah. But they believe in me. Like, they think I could, they're here, you know, they're here for a finish. Yeah. Yeah. That's interesting. Yeah. So that was uh, definitely, you know, a, a component of it. And then I think the last piece is, you know, I, I then also like break it down. Um, into like manageable chunks, right? Yeah. So I um, I was able to, to hike Kilimanjaro years mm-hmm. ago and you have to do it with guided porters. Okay. Um, and I spent some time talking to, to the main guy that I was with and um, I was just interested how they like, you know, different nationalities, how they would work with people from different countries and like yeah. what kind of motivation techniques they use for, uh-huh. for different nationalities. Um, Americans, they needed to be coddled the most. Really? Yeah. Um, I guess I shouldn't be surprised. Yeah. Um, but what he called it is, uh, it's just a small piece of cake is what he called Kilimanjaro. Mm. And I've like, for some reason that's never left me. Mm. And so any moment that things get really like dicey or difficult or hard, I like, like literally in my head repeat with each, each step, like just a small piece of cake. Mm. And I just keep doing that until, yeah. until I'm done saying it, yeah. which sometimes is like four hours, hmm. you know? Um, so I think for me, like if you can try to compartmentalize and chunk them down, yeah. then all of a sudden you've moved, maybe it's a mile right. and that's a mile further than you thought you were going to make it. Yeah. And now you're one mile closer to the next aid station mm. and that quesadilla is going to change your life. Totally. All right. So maybe to, to land the plane here, which you just sort of did that, but I wonder if there's anything else. So we look at Buffalo, Scout, Tahoe 200, and now aspiring to do Cocodona 250. Mm-hmm. So I'm asking for it. So sometimes I can feel presumptuous, like, oh, to offer advice. When, you know, I'm asking for it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I want to – so I'm doing Zion in April. Okay, I nice. love it. I love the desert. Yeah. That's, why I, that's why I'm either eyeing, you know, someday Moab 240 or Cocodona. Um, love the desert. So there's going to be this moment for me. It's inevitable. So long as it's not like the touch of rhabdo that I've had with gout or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, let's assume, and which this is one of the hardest parts. This is some of my other interviews with like physiologists will be like, let's assume that we, you know that if you push through the pain that you won't be permanently injured. Yeah. So let, that's the assumption. What's your advice for, for someone or for me to say, when you get to that point where you just think you're done, yeah. Here's something for you. Yeah. I think step one is before the race begins, it's saying not finishing is not an option. Hmm. For me, if I like go into it with that mindset, it's like it doesn't matter if it takes me the full time or it takes me past the time. Yeah. I'm going to cross the finish line or the proverbial finish line. Yeah. Um, so I think like the attitude shift of just like, it's happening. Yeah. Like, I don't care what happens. I don't care the pace. I don't hmm. care about anything that transpires once the race begins. Yeah. I know 
that I'm finishing. And that can feel really scary, especially if you feel like your training's not there. Um, but you've, you've done a hundred before you've done hard things. Yeah. Like I am capable of hard things yes. done. Check. You've got it. Yeah. So I think like the mindset shift to start is at least for me is huge. Mm. And then I'd say like second is, and everybody has their own why of why they do it. But yeah. if you have a way and like different like tricks or tips that you can use to remind yourself of that during the race. Mm. So for me, it's cartwheel. It's, a uh, you know, dancing with my crew. It's making a music video of like, what I want the most um, from running or my why for running is mm. to make it seem accessible mm. to everybody, that everybody can do it, everybody belongs. Yeah. So if I can show people that you can, like, make a silly music video while you run 100 miles, like, you belong out here too. Yeah. And, like, have physical ways to implement that while I'm running, then it's like, oh, okay, well, of course I'm going to finish 100 miles because, right. like, my why is is right in front of me and is, like, so visible. Mm. Um, yeah. And then I'd say get some really good friends. So, you know, the people who are going to be like, okay, shut the fuck up. You're going to keep going, you <laughs> keep know, going. like stand yeah. up, eat this Oreo and like one foot in front of the other. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's good. Well, good luck at Cocodona. Thank you. Thanks for taking the time to do this. Absolutely. Um, I really appreciate you coming out and, and doing it and, uh, we'll follow along with Cocodona. Hopefully yes. you get there and then hopefully I finish, uh, Zion. But if I don't, even though I, you I, will. I, you I, will. I plan to. It won't be you your will. fault. It won't be your fault. No. It'll be my fault. You got it. <laughs> got, got it. All right. Hey, thank you. Yeah, thanks. It's too damn cold to run. It's too damn cold to run. It's too damn cold to run.